Today, you are going to be hearing a sermon from one of our ministers here on staff. We hope this word blesses you, and remember that we love and appreciate your time here. Now, let's hear what the Lord has for you today. Somebody give God a big shout of praising glory. If he's done something to you, come on, do better than that. Give him praise. We worship you, Lord. We glorify your name. Praise the Lord. How many are excited to be here in the house of the Lord? Hallelujah. This side sounds excited. How about this side? All right. Yeah, all right. Thank you for saving them. <laughs> all right. How about this side over here? All right. And how about you online? All right. Those of you online, you have some folks here that just cheered you on. You all may be seated. So good to be here in the house of the Lord. And oh, man, as Pastor Soto said, I'm so excited for conference that's coming just right around the corner. How many are really excited for conference? I, I am. Man, I'm so stoked for it. I, I, I really am. If, um, if you're deciding to go, make a decision tonight and go. And today what I want to speak to you on, I want to speak to you on this subject, uh, get your vision back. Get your vision back. This is not my text, but Proverbs 29, verse 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. We quote that scripture. Many of you probably have it highlighted in your Bible. You probably, I was going to say, you probably have it tattooed on your back somewhere or something. But where there is no vision, the people perish. And you have to have a vision if you're going to make it in life. I've learned in my ministry, I've learned in my walk with God, that you have to have a vision in order to make it in life. And where God gives you a vision, he always provides provision in your life. And I want you to understand that. The definition in Hebrew of, of the word vision literally means to have a dream, You've got to have a dream for your life. You've got to have a goal for your life. You've got to have a vision for your life. And you have to know where you're going in your life. And what I've learned in these last several years since 2019 and the, since all of this pandemic has taken place in our lives, a lot of us have lost our vision, our goal of where we want to go in life. And I've learned this in just in who we are because we got, we kind of got comfortable of who we were. When this first thing did happen, it took place where we were uncomfortable of having church online. We thought it was the sinfulest thing to ever do. I mean, when all this took place, uh, I mean, it was uncomfortable. But as years took place in the year and two years, even going on three years, we have got comfortable in this new way of living. And a lot of us have lost the vision, the goal for our lives. We've gotten comfortable where we, 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 we have adapted to this world. 
And I want you to understand that if we are going to make an impact in this world, if we're going to make an impact for our ministry, you and I have to get our vision back. Some of you have lost that vision to become pastors, lost that vision to become missionaries, uh, lost that vision to be Bible study workers or, or whatever it may be. Some of you young adults probably have lost that vision of carry on uh, your career of uh, going to school because we got comfortable at a place where you could do school online and and you know what you do when you work from home or you do school online you're 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 distracted from from being focused and I want you to understand that if you want to make an impact you have to have a vision Otherwise, if you don't have a vision, you don't have goals for your life, uh, you become a drifter. When you there is no dream and no vision, uh, where there is no goal, no life, uh, objection of your life, no purpose, uh, the Bible says what? That you would perish. Uh, and the Hebrew meaning of perish uh, means out of control. And some of our lives uh, have been out of control. We, we live one way. We do one thing. Uh, we pray certain days. We read certain days we do certain things uh, some of our lives are out of control we don't have a purpose we don't have a vision for our lives uh, but I pray to you today uh, I come to you with a message today uh, that you and I come to a place of our lives uh, that we get our vision back uh, now is the time to be able to do it uh, that we focus on what God has for us uh, our conference theme is staying the course uh, we need to be able to stay the course and move forward uh, I really believe that in this conference uh, that God is going to revive us. Uh, God is going to stir us up. Uh, I'm pumped up that we're going to have a, a conference in three different locations uh, all at the same time. Uh, the devil's going to be mad. Uh, the devil's going to be angry. Uh, but that's what we do. Uh, we make the devil angry. Uh, we make the devil mad. Uh, and I'm here today to tell you, if you have lost your vision, uh, tonight is the night that you say, God, uh, I I want to regain my vision. I want my dream to be birthed back in my life today. God has called some of you men to be ministers. God has called some of you women to be ministers. God has called us, but where have we left that calling on that God called us to be? Is it just sitting there on the back seat? And I want to give you a back story of a story that we're going to read in the book of Luke chapter 18. It's a story that many of us know and so many people feel where we look at this story of, of the story of the blind man. Mark tells us in the book uh, that this guy named Bartimaeus, uh, the story is covered in actually two books in the Bible. Uh, Jesus is in his last week of his ministry. Uh, he's headed and marching in through towards Jerusalem uh, where he knows that he's going to be arrested. Uh, they're going to kill him. They're going to crucify him. He's going to die but resurrect on the third day. And this whole purpose, this is the purpose that he came here. Uh, and there's this man that, that's there and 
and they hear about Jesus coming. Uh, and uh, here when you begin to see that in these gates, uh, there's a man sitting there. And uh, in these beautiful gates, there would be these beggars that would sit there. And the blindness meant there in the Bible, uh, absolutely poverty. And I want to read with you here in the book of Luke chapter 18, uh, verse 35. And it says these words, and Jesus approached uh, Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him Jesus of Nazareth uh, is passing by. He called out, uh, Jesus, uh, son of David, uh, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him uh, and told him uh, literally to be quiet or to shut up. Uh, but uh, he shouted all the more, son of David, uh, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? In simple words, he didn't come up with a long story. He didn't give him the long version of his life and what he wanted. He was pretty much blunt and said, Lord, I want to see. He replied, Jesus said, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Uh, immediately he received his sight uh, and followed Jesus uh, praising God uh, when all the people saw it uh, they also praised God uh, I'm here today to tell you some of you have been blind uh, by the world uh, been blind by fear uh, been blind by circumstances of your life uh, but I'm here today to tell you uh, you gotta shout to God uh, this very evening and say God uh, I want want to see again. I, I want my purpose back again. I, I want my dream birth back again. And some of us need to understand we need to come to a place of our lives that we've been blind too long. It is time for us as a living word church to stand and to rise up and say, God, I want to see again. I want my dream. I want my vision back so that I can see what's up ahead of me. Think won't turn around overnight uh, but they'll get better uh, little by little they will get better uh, and there's a lot of people who can see physically uh, but there is no vision Helen Keller said these words who was a uh, blind from birth and death also was asked these words isn't it a great tragedy to be blind and she made the famous reply it's a greater tragedy to have eyes and not see. And I'm here today to tell you that some of us have lost the vision. There is no vision for your life. You don't have the vision of being able to, to see that your marriage is going to get better. You don't have the vision of what's going on for your children. You don't have no vision that your finances are going to get better, that your health is going to get better, that your ministry is going to get flourish, and that we have no vision. Most people go through life without no vision. But tonight is the night living word church says God bring back my vision God here I am open up my closed eyes they've been closed too long God open them back up I don't think God wants you to be drifters in this place it's an ugly feeling to not know where you're gonna go can somebody say amen 
I mean, I've said it before. I thank God now for the maps that are on my phone. Before that, I used to get lost everywhere. I mean, I wouldn't want to date my age, but there was, you know, a big book that you has to be able to pull out of your, 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 your trunk to be able to map where you were going to go. See, you all dated yourself. You said it, not me. We lost our vision. And I want to share with you a couple of things here today that, that can be able, what we can see through this story that we just read. The first step that to get your vision back uh, that Bartimaeus did is believe Jesus can change your situation. Say that word, believe. You have to believe that Jesus can do it. You must have hope to change. If you don't have any hope, you can't change. You will not change. It got to start with hope. You have to believe. In verse 35, this is what I love. And Jesus approached Jericho. A blind man was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard the crowd going, he asked the question, who is this? And he cried out and he said, Jesus, son of God have mercy on me. Here's a man that just begs. He's he's blind. This is what he does. But as soon as he heard that Jesus was coming by, he shouted to Jesus. He shouted to him. You have to imagine there's lots of blind guys sitting there, hanging around there. He's not the only one. This is nothing new. But he shouts and he says, here I am, Jesus, 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 can you heal me? Some of you need to get God's attention. I don't care how you do it. I don't care how loud you shout, but I'm here today to tell you that the presence of God is here. The spirit of God is here. Do what you got to do to believe and say, God, restore my vision back. I'm sure the crowd looks at this guy and goes, man, what are you doing? This was not a cry of desperation. It was a cry of hope. Most people have lost their hope. And I'm here today to tell you that we need to regain our hope in who our Savior is. The second thing that we must look at is that you must ignore all the negative voices in your life. Every day people are shouting us down. Every day people are, are, are you know, uh, maybe telling you that your dream will never accomplish or you're, you're, you'll never accomplish your goals. Uh, you must ignore all the negative voices that are around you. Uh, you have to get your vision back. Uh, if you're going to see where you're supposed to go, you have to ignore what people are saying about you. Think about this. There's all these beggars that are around. There's all these people here. And when you look at uh, the, the verse, uh, verse 39, it says, uh, those that led there, uh, they, they said uh, that he was shouting. They rebuked him and they told him to shut up. It's an ugly feeling to ever, for someone to, to, to put you down. To say that you'll never accomplish anything. You'll never be a pastor. You're never, your marriage will never get better. Your finances will never get better. You'll never complete college. You'll never, ever do that. 
That's the lie of the enemy, and those are haters that hate. It's an ugly feeling. It is an ugly feeling. Someone years ago told me, you're just an actor. You're an actor when you preach. You're an actor in what you do. Let me tell you something. It hurt me for a little bit. A little bit. And oh, man, it stirred me up because the next time I preached, I just gave it all. And that's what you got to do to make the people, people just look at them and begin. I mean, what did he do? The verse say, when they told him to be quiet, what did, what did the verse say? He shouted more. He yelled more. I'm here today to tell you when people are looking at you because you don't know how to dance and you don't know how to sing, you look at them and you do it a little bit more. You put a little bit more funk in it. I mean, that's what me and Brother Jesse were doing a little while ago. I said, you go. He went, okay. And I said, oh, I'll go. Then I looked at Pastor Soto and he went, hmm. He's cool when he does it, huh? See, look at that. See, he's been watching you. You got to ignore all the negative voices in your life. Quit being frustrated by the people who are not for you, the people that are making negative comments uh, about you, that discredit you. Uh, you're not defined by what they say. They don't control your destiny. That's just noise. Uh, don't give in to that. Uh, God uh, has a purpose for your life. God has the destiny for your life. Uh, and this blind man, Bartimaeus, man. It's, uh, it's like, man, uh, I'm about to get my vision back. Uh, this is it. Uh, this is my day. This is where I'm going to do it. Uh, I don't care what all you fools are going to do, uh, but I'm going to get his attention. I'm going to get my request uh, answered today. And one of the greatest fears that people fall trapped into is the fear of disapproval of other people. Uh, I'm here today to tell you uh, all you need is one person to approve where you're going to go, uh, and that is Jesus. Uh, Jesus is the only answer for your life. Uh, and I'm here today to tell you that you have to get rid of that fear. The third thing that we must do is that you must listen for God's call. A lot of us don't listen. We're either not focused, we're distracted, and we can't listen to what God is saying. This is what I call the attention step uh, of getting your vision back. Uh, you got to pay attention to God, which means that you have to settle down. Uh, you have to slow down. Uh, you have to stop being so busy and be quiet and hear from God. I've learned uh, in my prayer time, I learned in my study time uh, to pray and seek God uh, and to shout and pray and cry out to God. Uh, but I've learned if I want to hear from God, uh, I just have to meditate on God's word. Be quiet for a little while and listen to God. And I'm here today to tell you, some of us are so busy on the go, on the go, and I get it. That's fine. But some of you got to slow down and allow God to move in your life, to take you into your next destination, take you into that next place. See, stop being that 
prideful man of telling your wife, I'm not lost, I'm not lost, I know where I'm going, I know where I'm going, and then all of a sudden you're punching in the address on your phone to get to your destination. I'm here today to tell you, God gave you your destination. He's telling you where to go, but all we got to do is stop and listen to where God is going to take you and I. We see in Mark 10, 49, so Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you, throw his cloak aside. Uh, and he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. Uh, he's calling you, uh, you must, you must, you must uh, call to God. Calling and vision go together. Everybody is called. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're called. Turn to your other neighbor and say, you're called. We're all called. We're all called to, to serve him. We're all called to love him. We're all called to serve him. We're all called uh, to share his love with everybody else. We're all called uh, to be saved by him. We're all called uh, to for be, be forgiven by him. We're all called uh, to go to heaven. Uh, and we're all called to be ministers uh, and be able to witness and spread the love of Jesus Christ to this world. The only question is, are you going to answer the call? He's been calling you your entire life. Calling is not something supernatural. It's God's plan and a purpose for your life. It says here that Jesus called him. They said, come on, get up, get off your feet. He's calling you. And some of you, God has called you. Some of you, God is, 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 is tapping you. But some of you are waiting for lightning. Some of you are waiting for thunder, for God uh, to, to call you. Sometimes it's a whisper. We're, 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 we're too busy sleeping. And the only way that you're going to hear God's call is if you get to a quiet place. The fourth thing that we must do, speak to God exactly what you want. This is what Bartimaeus did. Jesus calls him. He goes up and notices what he says. Luke 18, 40 says, when, when he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Simple, plain and simple. He didn't have a PowerPoint. He didn't have a keynote. He didn't say, here's my, here, here's my resume. He said, Lord, I want to see. I love this. I love this because it's so simple. Nobody could say it at a place for him. He just shouted it out. He said, God, I want to see. And God is asking you and I, uh, what do you want from me? Uh, you got to tell God, I want my finances better. I want my marriage better. Uh, I want a calling upon my life, God. Uh, I want to be used by you, God. Uh, and you got to begin to be exact. You got to be, I mean, you got to tell exactly, tell God exactly what you want. 
Well, you know, I, I just learned that I just pray. God knows what I need. He does, but he wants to hear it from you. Now that I'm a dad, I, when, I used to, uh, I, when I used to want something from my parents, I would just beat around the bush like, and my dad knew what I wanted. He knew I wanted money. He knew I wanted to go with my friends, and I would be just scared. I, you know, like, and my mom would be like, just tell him. He ain't going to let you do anything if you don't tell him. Now that I'm a father, I know. I know when my kids want something. They're like, like, why are they come in my room just talking our brains out? They want something. Right? Just get to the point. I don't tell my kids that, but God is telling you, just tell me what you want. What do you want? He said, I want to see. What's interesting is, it's pretty simple. Jesus answered and simple. He says, go, your faith has made you well. You're healed. I love this because when he got there, Bartimaeus didn't, didn't think about, about the question that he was going to be asked. He didn't even know that this was going to happen. I mean, it was like on the spare of the moment. And he was quick. He was quick. You know those people, like when you talk to them and you joke and they're like, they got something right back like quick. I mean, they're like fast. It's like, bam. I mean, this is how good he, I mean, he's been probably wanting to see for a long time. And this was his opportunity. He didn't stutter. He didn't go, um, Jesus, is that really you? Because I can't see you. But Jesus, is that really you? The fifth thing is that you receive your vision in faith. This is what he said. He said, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. And immediately his sight was there. Receive and faith. He said, receive your your sight. Your faith has healed you. Receiving and faith go hand in hand. If you don't believe, then you won't receive. They go hand in hand. And this is exactly what you and I have to do. When Jesus calls you, it doesn't matter what other people think about you. It doesn't matter if you're negative in your checking account. It doesn't matter if you're broke. It doesn't matter if all hell has broken loose. You tell Jesus, Jesus, I just want life to be better. I just want my marriage better. I just want to be able to be healthy and be clean and pure. And it's by faith. You got to speak it in faith. I'm here today to tell you some of us have lost our faith. And Bartimaeus, he had faith. He didn't know what was going to happen, but he believed with all of his heart and all of his might. He went for it all. He went not just one eye. This not let me just see a little bit. Give it to me all, Jesus. Uh, and I'm here today uh, to let you know uh, what if we just ask Jesus for everything? You know what, God? Uh, bring in all the finances. Uh, we want our brand new building now, God. Uh, after conference, it's coming now, God. Uh, bring in the multitudes. Uh, bring in all the people. Uh, we gotta speak in faith, folks. Uh, believe and see God for it. 
Well, you don't know my circumstance. Think about this. Bartimaeus didn't even have a relationship with Jesus right there and then. He was a stranger. But he believed. He believed. Lastly, and this is what I love. Follow Jesus on the road that he travels. It's interesting to me that a lot of people pray to God for a miracle, seek God for a miracle, and the moment that God provides for you, you don't see them anymore. It's like Pastor Soto always says, it's like you ask God to provide for you to to, to get a job, a better job, and God gives it to you, and all of a sudden we stop giving I love what it says in verse 43. It says, immediately receive this sight. And this is the key word. He followed Jesus. He followed Jesus. What? Praising God. And when all the people saw it, they all praised God. And Mark chapter 10 verse 52 says, he regained his sight and began to following Jesus on the road. I'm here today to tell you, it's time for you and I to start following Jesus. You say, well, I am following Jesus. No, hand in hand with Jesus, right behind Jesus, right close to Jesus. Uh, Be right there with him so that he can guide you and take you into your next destination, uh, your next destiny. Uh, Follow Jesus very closely. Uh, There's two things that you can do today. Uh, You can be the beggar on the side of the road uh, there at the gates and just keep begging, uh, or you can be like this Bartimaeus and say, uh, I want my sight back. Uh, And when you get your sight back, uh, follow Jesus uh, to the very fullest. Uh, I really believe with all of my heart uh, that in this conference, in these next couple of days, uh, God is going to birth uh, new things in our life. Uh, God is going to restore things that we lost. Uh, and God is going to give us new territory. He's going to give us new things uh, for our men. I really believe it with all of my heart. Uh, some of you should be clapping a little bit harder than that. Uh, have faith and believe uh, and say, God, uh, I'm going to be able to accomplish and see what God wants to do in my life. The question is, are you just going to think about it? Or are you just going to go and say, well, I've been praying about it. I've been seeking God about it. been serving God 20 years. Been, you know, here, there. Things are not getting better. Never says clearly how, how long he's been blind. But he took a risk to say, I want my vision back. I don't know what you stopped seeing. I don't know. When I grew up as as a teenager, I grew up in church. But I always knew People would always say, when did you know that you were going to be a pastor? When did you know that you were going to be a preacher? When did you know? Man, 
I knew in my teenager life. I preached my first message at 14 years old, and I knew immediately I was going to be a preacher. That doesn't mean I was a saint my entire life. Because I know you're all looking like, whoa. Oh, I had my bumps. But I always knew that there was a vision and a calling, and I dreamed for it. Dreamed for it. And some of you, when you got saved, God birthed it in you to accomplish things in your life. Some of you have lost it. You lost that vision. You lost what you, bless you, I'll never finish school. I'll never accomplish this. I'll never do that. God's called you. There is a plan for your life. And I challenge you as a church, challenge you as a church, that we hold on to what God is doing. Enlarge your vision. Enlarge your vision for, for victory that God has given you. Start expecting things to start changing in your life for favor. I dare you boldly to declare it and stand strong against all the, the, the lies of the enemy. That you make a decision tonight to be able to say, you know what, God? Me walking into... This conference, man, I'm a new man. I'm a new woman. God, speak to me. Give it all to me, God. Father, we come to you this very evening, God. We thank you for your word. We thank you for who you are. For some of us in this room today, God, we have, we have lost our vision. We've lost our dream. Our goals that we've had, Lord, uh, they're, they're, they're missing from. And I pray right now that you will restore that back into our lives. That you will open up our eyes. That at the moment, Lord, that we come to this altar, and the moment that, God, that we say yes to you, Lord, that we begin to see clearly the destiny, the path that you have for us. And God, I know that there is a great destiny for this church. I know, God, without a doubt, you're taking us into new destinations, new territories, God. I know, God. Tonight, I believe, as we all stand to our feet, Maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior or you're watching online, you don't know God as your personal Savior. And if you don't know God and you want to accept Jesus as your personal Savior, would you just say this prayer after me and say, Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my heart. I receive you today. In Jesus' name, amen.
If you said that prayer and you're watching online, please let our hosts know and just put on the chat there so that they can follow up with you. But church, I ask you today, do you want to get your vision back? Do you want to restore what has been blinded from you, what the enemy has stolen from you, what people have said about you? Today is a good way to start and enter into our conference and to say, God, restore my vision. I want to be able to see clearly of the destination that you have for my life. Today, like Bartimaeus, he shouted to God. I believe that the moment that you get out of your seat is a sign that you believe and you have faith in God today. So right now, we're going to open up this altar as the worship team sings a song. I want you just to get out of your chair right now and say, God, I want my vision restored today. Come on, let's do that right now as we worship God and sing a song of praise and glory today. As you get out of your seat, I really believe that the moment that you walk away from your chair, the moment that you walk away from that role, that God is going to see it and it's going to be restored into your life.